When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Candy and Michelle coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Grey Goose. You can watch us on ESPNU. Listen to us on ESPN Radio stations all across the country, Series X 80 and the ESPN app. So, you heard the voices there, David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, and then our very own Chris Canty basically laughing at him uh, <laughs> after that. It is funny that he, he's presenting him this patient angle. There's a lot of angles you could present about yourself. Clown when, show. When you're the coach. David Tepper is a clown show. I'm just going to say it for the Panthers fans out there. I know they would love to say it to his face, but he is a straight clown. Preaching patience because he's exercised it in an industry where he actually knows something about it. And now saying that he's going to do the same thing in the NFL where he's shown us he's not. He's had three different head coaches across five years and fired them all in season. You're not patient. Stop saying you're going to exercise patience when you're not patient. You're impetuous. <laughs> and right now your team is a circus. Here's the funny thing. That's a very valuable circus. It's valued at over $4 million. Super valuable. Yeah, exactly. But The, the funny thing about him is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, before coming over, am I, I may be wrong about this, but I don't think so. I know he's from Pittsburgh area. Before coming Minority over to the owner? Panthers, he was with the Steelers. Minority owner and Steelers, yeah. So Three he's coaches seen how it works. forever. Yeah. Three coaches since he took over. But anyway. He's seen what success looks like in the NFL. Yeah. And stability, no less. It's crazy to me. Anyway, so he is a guy that um, owns a franchise, and the franchise is Probably their best offensive player ever. Not definitely their best offensive player ever. It's Cam Newton. Cam, of course, is a former member of the Panthers. And no, maybe? No, he won an MVP. Yeah. And um, also a former member for a year plus uh, training camp of the New England Patriots. And Cam has a podcast, 4th and 1, a YouTube series, and had this to say about the current owner excuse me, of the Carolina Panthers. I think Tepper is really... Knowing what I do know, he's hoping that he can he can land Bill Belichick. That that right there will be a win 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 for David Tepper. Tepper will give him everything that he would need, and okay. also that will allow Belichick to say, you know what, things didn't work Get out, out of the here. way. Yeah, now I can show you I can do it somewhere else. Okay. This is interesting. Ben Bolin of the Boston Globe has also been putting this out there. He covers the Pats that, you know, could this be a spot for Belichick if he were to not be with the Patriots? I think upon hearing this, everybody would sit there and say, well, why would you go from one of the worst teams in the league to one of the worst teams in the league? It doesn't make much sense. Then I think about it more because I I initially was like, this makes no sense. Then I started thinking about something. David Tepper said the other day that he wants somebody for the next 20, 30, 40 years. Well, you can't have the random coach that you've never heard of for the next 20 or 30, 40 years. There's only one coach in the NFL 
that you can give a franchise to and you have to say, all right, I'm not going to meddle. It reminds me a little bit of when you were with the Cowboys and Jerry Jones gave the franchise for a couple of years to Bill Parcells, mm-hmm. where he's like he had, he had gone through different coaches. He didn't know what he was doing. He's like, all right, I'm going to give it to you. Then I started thinking about the specifics of this. Bryce Young's the quarterback. The person that has gotten the most out of Bryce Young in his career is Bill O'Brien. Belichick's offensive coordinator who has not been successful this year by any stretch of imagination with Mac Jones. We always talk about the, the worst divisions and best divisions in football. You have said, CeCe, if any team in the NFC South produces a good quarterback, they're going to win the division. The NFC South is the worst division in all of football. So, Bill Belichick getting more money than any coach in the league, having more control than any other coach in the league, for an owner that has no choice but to leave him alone— and a direct connection to the former number one pick in the draft. Well, I don't think that's necessarily better than the Patriots for him. I think it is the one situation that actually may be the most logical right now because everyone is saying that the Chargers won't pay him. So maybe this does make some sense. So you're saying it makes sense for the Panthers or for Belichick or for both? Both. If he were to leave. I get why it makes sense for the Panthers, because the Panthers don't have any credibility when it comes to their football operations. So being able to bring over Belichick instantly changes that for you in the eyes of the fan base. If you're Belichick, why the hell you want that job? I don't. I absolutely don't, because it's not about money to me if I'm Bill Belichick. It's about the record. It's (laughs) about getting in a situation where I have a better quarterback than I did in Mac Jones. And maybe Bryce Young is that, but no less, nevertheless, he's a project. Easiest division to win. Easiest division to win for a long period of time if you get it right. Well, if it's the easiest division to win, why I only got one win? <laughs> well, on, in this cir- circumstance, I'm saying in his circumstance moving forward. Well, that, that just shows you how far away yeah. you are as a team. But that just what, shows you other, how much you need. The other places that have been rumored. <laughs> that part. The Chargers, the Chargers have to go against Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid twice a year and have to go against Sean Payton twice a year. Okay, that's been rumored. Okay. The, the commanders have been rumored. They have to go against the Eagles twice a year and now the Cowboys twice a year. Giants I'm not worried about as much. Sorry, CC. Where else has been rumored that you would think if you could get a roster right would be easier to win consistently than the NFC South? Chicago. I was just going to say the Bears, NFC even North. though he hasn't really been connected Chicago, there. NFC North. Okay. None of those teams scare me. Play it out for me. Well, you got two top five picks right now. I mean, do I need to play it out any further? You're going to trade Justin Fields, flip him for another pick. Now, whether it's a second or third rounder, who knows? But you're going to get something for him. There's a lot of draft capital. There's a lot of cap space. you got a lot of good pieces on the defensive side of the ball already in place. And we're seeing a return on the investment from the Montez Sweat trade. Like, Chicago is in a pretty good spot, and you can handpick your quarterback. I like uh, it. I'm on if, if, if you're the Bears, I don't know if that's where you want to go. But if you're Belichick... That's a pretty good spot. Historic franchise, George Hallis, George Hallis, the whole bit. Like, yeah. it's it's a huge play, and they've they have been starved in terms of being able to resurrect that team and get them back to the championship rounds. It would do a lot for Belichick's legacy. Again, we're talking about one of those flagship franchises for the National Football League. He loves it. It ain't the Chargers. It ain't the Carolina Panthers, but the Chicago Bears. They've been playing football around there for a long time. If you can go there and bring back the luster with that team, then that actually makes sense. I'm in.
I mean, both sides. It makes sense for both sides. And he can wear a hoodie there. Yeah, plus, Easy. Plus, yeah. The, we- the weather plus, works out for him. Yeah, plus Virginia McCaskey is not an ageist like Smalls. I am not an ageist. I just hold people <laughs> accountable for the job that they hold. You said you wanted to throw her down a hallway at one I point. Never I said believe that. you said you wanted to push her on the wheelchair over Find the wheelchair. Find the tape. Find the tape. I think we actually can. <laughs> says he's going to roll it, roll into that, the meeting. Literally yeah. roll into the meeting. I don't think you want us to. I don't think you want us to find that tape because that tape actually exists. No, it doesn't. It does not exist. I never. No, no, and Pat, does that tape exist of Smalls going after Virginia McCaskey and a hundred-year-old owner in the NFL? I just said that the McCaskey family has not done a great job and that they should be held accountable. That's all. Period. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. It does, not, it does not exist. I like your thought about the Bears. Let me give you one other one. Rick Stroud, who covers the Tampa Bay Bucks um, for the Tampa Bay Times, threw out there the idea of the Bucks. Now, I have no interest if I'm the Bucks oh. in getting rid of Todd Bowles. Uh, Belichick. So Belichick ends up following Brady. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Man, well, that is, that, if, if that is not the tail wagging the dog. That, that's you know, a risk. That's else. a risk. There is something else I want to throw out there. You, I'm glad you mentioned Tom's name. He is not an owner of the Raiders at this point. And there's all kinds of gray area about that. Is there any chance he goes to a no, different team? No, stop. Well, just is, throwing that out why there. Why is he doing this? Why, just he throwing that why out is there. he doing it? You there's know. not going to be a reunion. They're not getting the band back together. It's Let not going to happen. Just, Let that go. Don't you think Brady is glad to finally be free of Belichick? I know he has the utmost respect and reverence for him as a coach and everything they accomplished together. Belichick wanted him out. Brady broke free. He won the divorce. Why would he want to all of a sudden have a reunion together? I don't think he wants to work with him again in any capacity. He's going to say all the nice cities publicly, but Tom Brady does not forget. Tom Brady does not forget that Bill Belichick was the one that wanted him out, not only when it happened, but years prior to that. So you're telling me if Tom Brady owned a team, okay, and he's been rumored, as we said, with the Raiders, if Tom Brady owned a team and Bill Belichick was a coaching free agent— no. And he would not suggest to hire Bill Belichick. 100% no. I think Tom Brady, oh, I totally Tom Brady disagree made with all these comments about the current state of the NFL. Don't you think he'd want to bring in a younger, innovative mind, an offensive-oriented uh, mind, somebody to help whoever the quarterback is grow? Bill Belichick doesn't seem to be that guy. I just don't think that Tom Brady would want to go down that road. But here's the thing, and I don't want to bury the lead. We're talking about the Carolina Panthers and coaching possibilities. Yes. Do you know who has the second shortest odds of being the coach for the Carolina Panthers next year? Tell us. Jim Harbaugh. And is Belichick first in that? No, Belichick's not first. It's okay. Ben Johnson. But Got then it. it's Jim Harbaugh. Interesting. How? Think about Jim Harbaugh. I'm just sitting there thinking to myself, if you're Jim Harbaugh, why would you leave Michigan, a program that you have absolutely rolling right now, to go to the Carolina Panthers? Like, what, what could they have that they, they, they could offer you? That that would be a, like you. You could say money, but they're gonna make Jim Harbaugh the highest paid coach in the Big Ten. The only the only thing that might be enticing is if he really believed in Bryce Young as a franchise quarterback, because we've heard conversations that he's had about Justin Herbert and how much he believes in him and his talent. That's why the Chargers seem like maybe something he'd be interested in. You only leave a situation like that a situation that you've built into a really comfortable one, if you have a quarterback or a talent that is impossible for you to turn away from. Are we sure Jim Harbaugh is going to leave Michigan? No. No. I don't think, I don't think he's going to leave. I don't think saying. he is either. No, I know, but I'm saying so many people just assume 
he's gone. At some point or this year? This year. And I think the whole Connor Stallion situation, the way in which the Michigan fans have reacted, the fact that he's back now for the Big Ten title game against Iowa this weekend— you know, I, I and I know that there are interesting NFL potential openings for him, right? He played for the Panthers, he played for the Bears, he played for the Chargers, right? Those are three organizations that he has connections to. The Bears are going to have potentially because of the Panthers, the number one pick in the draft, which means he would get to coach Caleb Williams. We all understand why that would be so unbelievably attractive. We all understand why it would be so unbelievably attractive to coach Justin Herbert. We get all of that. If he's not fired now at Michigan, he's borderline unfireable. Okay, and I don't think they're even considering firing him, and he is a rock star more than ever there. And with the way in which college recruiting is going right now and NIL money, J.J. McCarthy is potentially going to come back next year. Their quarterback. Like, why are we just assuming that Harbaugh's gone? I think we assumed it prior to the suspension when things were really percolating and the heat was being turned up, but they weathered that storm easily <laughs> so I, yeah. I I think we have shifted our perspective of what the situation is for Jim Harbaugh in Michigan I don't know if right now everyone is jumping to that conclusion that he that he might leave I think three four weeks ago it was much more plausible that he might be looking for an exit strategy the biggest question is who wants to die for the Carolina Panthers who want like I get it it's one of 32 and so everybody thinks that competent people are going to want but like who with the cachet, with the credibility, with the know-how and the capacity, wants that job. Like, if you have an option to be a head coach elsewhere, the Carolina Panthers, the job that you really check it for is Bryce Young, the transcendent generational talent that you're lining up to work with, even though you don't have a first-round pick this year. I just, I don't know the answer to that question, but based on how the owner has behaved in back-to-back seasons with different coaches. I don't know why you would want to sign up to play, sign up to coach under those circumstances. So you're Bill Belichick, you're a Jim Harbaugh, you are a guy with options. Yes. Would you rather coach the Chargers or the Panthers? <sighs> I would probably rather coach the Chargers. Here's, here's what I would say. But you had to think about it. Well, no, I'm, I'm going to say it this way. Because I was thinking about Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. Remember, he interviewed for the Carolina Panthers job last year. They called him back. They tried to get a second interview. He took his name out of the hat. He said, I'll come back and be the OC again for the Detroit Lions rather than roll with the Carolina Panthers. That cleared the decks for Frank Reich to get the job. And I believe think he's about from it. Carolina also. But, but think about that. Like I, 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 I was a coordinator. I, I had a chance for a second interview at a head coaching spot. But because of this situation and because of what I learned from uh, about from the organization in my time interviewing there, I decided that I want to know parts of it. Now, that's also something to remember. The interview process, people think off of it oftentimes as one way, but coaches that have done this will tell you, I'm going to learn about the organization as much as they're trying to learn from me when we're sitting down to talk to one another in these interviews. That is a, that is that is an indictment. That Ben Johnson went there, interviewed, said, I'm good on a second interview. I'll stay as a coordinator in Detroit. It's just, it's just another data point that shows us that David Tepper is one of the worst owners in the NFL. Again, clown show. Clown show. And it's unfortunate because the Carolina Panthers fans have to deal with that circus around a franchise quarterback that they were so excited to get last year. Coming up, how much does it cost to get a great QB? In college, next, it's on Sportsmanlike. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus... Their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Go for it, Smalls. No, I, I can't say it. Why? The line that is popular in this song? Oh, I don't know. Then maybe I, I shouldn't say show, it. Family show, Evan. I, I was going to say something. I didn't know that that was... Okay. Anyway, we are on Sportsmanlike <laughs> here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. So, Wow. Ma- just, just, just heard from somebody that is, let's just say, familiar with the Carolina Panthers situation. David Tepper would go as far as to insert himself when it comes to play calling. What? Yeah. Like telling the coach what he wanted to see in the way of play calls in the game plan. What? Yeah. Yeah. Clown show. Like I said, clown show. Hold on, hold on. So clown if, show. So if he's inserting himself to that degree and someone familiar with the situation is informing you of that, obviously other coaching candidates know that this of is the situation they of that they're they going do. into. Of course they which do. Which makes it that much less of a desirable yeah. spot, right? Because yeah. you can't really – I know you can't, you, There's no way you can go into a game week and tell the coach, hey, I want to see more of this in our game plan. And if the coach – doesn't have that as a part of his system or his plan for his quarterback in that given week. There's no way you can insist on that. I, I think that is that is absolutely beyond the pale when it comes to what an owner should do in, in, in terms of undermining the the authority and the credibility of the head coach when it comes to the players in the locker room, and putting those guys in positions to have success. Again, your responsibility as the owner is to cut the checks and put the infrastructure in place, ergo hiring football people to handle football business. It ain't your job to tell the head coach that you want to see more of a certain type of scheme. It ain't your job to tell the head coach you want to see more bootlegs or RPOs. That ain't your job as the owner. That ain't what you're supposed to be doing. We got to pull back for one second. I need to understand. That something. is wild. That's outrageous. Okay, but wild. hold on. Here, just just so we can all have this conversation on a big picture level, a person owns a business. That person then has a right to insert themselves as to how the business is operated. In the case of sports, obviously, CC, you're telling us that this is much different than how it is normal. How it's normally done. Explain this. So a person buys a business. They're in control of everything. Yeah. And the owner is not permitted, not suggested, not instructed to, why couldn't, just to play devil's advocate so I understand and everybody can understand, if I own the team, why couldn't I say to Chris Canty, my defensive coordinator, I'd like us to run a 3-4? Because you don't understand what that means. You don't understand the nuances <laughs> of the scheme. You don't know. Oh, somebody else. The Pittsburgh Steelers have been running a 3-4 for forever. They, they've got to figure it out. I want to run that same system. I want it to be like the Pittsburgh. No, bro. We don't have the people to do right. it. We don't have the guys that understand the scheme. I don't think – 
You as the owner fully understands the scheme. But the more time that your head coach spends explaining that to you, that means less time that the head coach has to break down the game plan for his players. The less time that the head coach has to scout the other team, the less time the head coach has to do self-scout, to know their own tendencies. That, that's the problem with this whole thing. Like you want me to be sitting down in these meetings with you, like Frank Wright told us earlier in the year, how the owner wants to insert himself. You want me to sit down and have these knockdown, drag out meetings with you and go back and forth when I actually know better and when you, billionaire from another industry, try to tell me something that I've lived and breathed for over four decades. How does that make sense? It doesn't. It but doesn't. This is, but this is part of the problem of owning a sports team is because you are the highest ranking person with the least amount of knowledge. And I think that is a that is a really unique, odd situation. I will use Steve Cohen, the owner of the New York Mets, is a billionaire in terms of hedge funds, right, in terms of finances. That man probably knows more about business than anyone could imagine. And yet he is the top of his food chain in his industry. He buys a baseball team. And then he has to be told, stay out of this. You don't know what you're talking about. Somebody that would have enough money to buy a team would also not be comfortable with the concept of stay out of it. You don't know what you're talking about. And that's why I think the the people who own sports teams do it more for hobby than for business. Do it more for self-gratification of like, look what I did. I got to that level. But I don't know that they're made up in a way of being passive and not aggressive. But this is what I can't understand. I am a sports fan. Yes, I hold this position, but I have never had my hand in the dirt like CC. I have. I will never understand football and the intricacies and the nuances and the manner in which he does. I, I have watched a lot of football in my life, and I would still always defer to his knowledge and his expertise. If you're, of course. If you're an owner of a team, how do you not have that self-awareness? Because that, of everything I just said. Oh, I know, but... Ego is a very, very dangerous thing. Yeah, it is. It's a very dangerous thing. But if you can be in that facility every day, we've we've been covering teams. We've been out of practice. Just because we've been there doesn't mean we understand it to the same level. And I just cannot believe that you could be involved in the day-to-day operations and recognize that you need to relinquish – or not recognize, excuse me, that you need to relinquish the control to the people who've actually done it for a long time. Yeah, and that's the thing that I don't understand about these billionaire owners. Like you you have so many other facets of the business other than the football operation. I know the football operation, the players, the coaches, that's the lifeblood. But you've got the marketing department, you've got the facilities, you've got so many other, you've got licensing and all that. You've got so many other facets to that business that you can apply your general business acumen to that does not interfere with the football operation. I don't understand why David Tepper and other bad owners in sports feel the need to overstep when it comes to the the authority and empowering the football people, the people that actually study this, live and breathe this. I don't understand why you have to supersede the authority of those individuals. That's the aspect of it that doesn't make sense. I get it. You paid over $2 billion for the team. You want to have some say. But the say you have as an owner is when it's time to hire somebody and when it's time to fire somebody. That time in between, while that person is there – Leave him the hell alone and let him do the job that you hired him to do. Especially because this isn't the first time he's done it. 
Like, you'd think he would have learned his lesson by now, that he shouldn't be inserting himself and that he should exercise more patience when it comes to his coaches. Look at football and basketball. I mean, the most winningest owners in football and basketball over the last decade, I would probably say Robert Kraft with the Patriots and Joe Lacob with the Golden State Warriors. Mickey Harrison with the Heat. He stay, no, he stays out of everything. I'm saying that for a good reason. Yeah, he stays yeah. out of everything. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just, yeah, but just saying last decade when he comes to the championships, the Warriors have four. With yeah, Patriots, yeah. The Patriots have like three or four. Like, those are the most winning. Those owners stay out of it. They, they stay out of it. They let, they let Bob Myers and they let Bill Belichick take care of the business of sport. Now, in the interim, like Joe Lacob, he's built, he built a new arena in San Francisco. And in the interim, Robert Kraft has built a small town around Gillette Stadium. Yeah. Right. Like they, they do other things around the team. But when it comes to the actual team, they're hands off. They let the people that they hired do the jobs that they hired them to. You know, a big part of leadership is delegating responsibility. When you delegate, you then don't go in and try to do the job of the person that you gave the responsibility to. And that's what David Tepper has done routinely across three different head coaches. At some point, we got to acknowledge the common denominator is, is not necessarily the failed head coaches. It's the owner that seems to usurp the authority of the head coaches. It's one of the most unique situations in all of, of the world in terms of business. Because it, this not, cha- not him, but I'm saying in general. I, I will say this. This changes how I look at Matt Rule. This changes how I look at like, – it, it changes it now because we're seeing this pattern with David Tepper. It does. I want you to reiterate the, the report that – or the info, excuse me, that you got. I just want to say one thing. Just because someone is really rich doesn't mean they're great at managing. And just because someone is great at managing doesn't mean that they're really rich. The person that is really rich that owns a business and then buys another business may not actually be a good manager. When you're talking about great leadership and great management, that involves delegation and knowing what you don't know. Getting rich does not always mean great management and great leadership. It just means great at something, which could include running a business or hiring someone else to run the business. Also, what owning a sports team is, is a dream job for a lot of these owners. Owners that they've always wanted a player be involved, and now you want to insert yourself into this because you bought it. You feel like you have the right to do that, which I do believe an owner has a right to insert himself into play calling. It is just not right. There is a difference. You buy a team. You have a right to do that. It is just not right. Again, restate, CC, because I want to get to O'Reilly in a second, but restate again what you've learned in the last 15 minutes here. The owner of the Carolina Panthers has involved himself to the degree when it came to Frank Reich of asking to have more of certain play calls on the offensive side of the ball going into last week's game. Now, I'm not talking about game day. I'm talking about in the planning leading up to the game. That's what I taught. Somebody closer, they shot me a text because we were talking about this subject, and they said that's how bad it was in Carolina. Again, clown show. Clown show. That is David Tepper. It's a circus with the Carolina Panthers. I don't know. Who the hell would want that job if they got other options? I would want everybody to know about oh 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 O'Reilly. Does your vehicle have over seventy five thousand miles? Get maximum high mileage engine protection with Syntec, full synthetic high mileage motor oil formulated for today's engines. Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, get five quarts of Syntec high mileage and a micrograde select oil filter for just thirty four ninety nine. Limit supply. See store for details. Ask the professional parts people about all supplies you need for your next oil change. Try Syntec High Mileage exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan Canty and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. Kenny? Kenny? Oh, Kenny. This is not hard-hitting analysis. It's not that. Can he or can't he? That is the question. Can he or can't he? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by today. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen. We are here to ask Chris Canty questions. Can he or can't he? For the over-unders. Yeah, yeah, let's and go. On a day in Try which, to make uh, some people some money, right? ESPN there we bet. go. On a day in which Canty uh, passed along the information that one add-on to the big story around the Carolina Panthers and their head coach, Frank Reich, getting terminated this week, is that per CC's source, the owner of the team, David Tepper, would be very involved during the week in trying to push play calling on the head coach. Correct. Can he or can't he? You know what? Before that, can I ask one quick follow-up? You said it changes my thought process around Matt Rule, who's now the Nebraska coach, yeah. who, by the way, said this week and yesterday that it's cost about a million or $2 million to get a quarterback in the transfer portal. He's not wrong. He's in not college wrong. football, which you know we can debate all day, and we probably will at some point. Is that good or bad for the sport? Because there is a debate on that. But why does it change your thought process on Rule? Because how can you have success when that's what the owner is doing? How can you have success as a coach? I mean, here's an owner that's paying you an obscene amount of money. Of course he wants to have his say, but he's telling you the kind of play calls that you need to implement into the offense if the team is struggling. Like, How is he, the owner, in a position to know better than you, the lifelong football coach? That part makes no sense. It's hard to have success with somebody – looking over your shoulder, basically being a helicopter figure in the organization while you're trying to do your job as the head coach. All right, here we go. doesn't work. Can he or can he? So tonight we have Dallas and Seattle. Can Dak Prescott throw for over 285, 83 and a half yards passing? Yeah, I'm going to say he can. 
Dak Prescott has shown the ability to be able to throw it at a high clip and perform. And this Seattle Seahawks defense, even though they're good on the back end, they did give up 288 yards a couple of weeks ago to Sam Howell and the Washington Commanders, 26 points. So I think Dak Prescott can have a big-time game on another national stage and put to bed this narrative about the Cowboys not having a win against a team with a winning record. I mean, we I'm tired of saying it. I'm sure they're tired of hearing it. I think tonight is a night where he makes an emphatic statement that they can beat good teams, playoff caliber teams, and he does so in MVP caliber fashion. Let's go to the guy he connects with often, C.D. Lamb, over 85 and a half receiving yards. Can he? I'm, I'm going to go over, and here's the reason why. C.D. Lamb has been held in check the last couple of games, and you saw Mike McCarthy come up with some wrinkles to get other guys to football. They had the big explosive down the field to Brandon Cooks. I think they find ways to get C.D. Lamb matched up in favorable matchups. Um, so get him away from Devin Witherspoon. Get him away from some of the traffic in the teeth of the Seattle defense. They find creative ways to get him to football tonight. He goes over that number, 85 and a half yards receiving. Uh, Cowboys defensive back Deron Bland has six pick six, if I'm not mistaken, this year, right? That's or, right. Or is it five? I think it's five, actually. Five, okay. Yeah. So uh, over under a half of an interception tonight. I'm going over, man. <laughs> I'm going over just because I don't want to doubt Deron Bland. This is – a really magical story that he's on right now. And Geno Smith has shown himself to be turnover prone this year. He's got eight picks on the season. And that's not something that that's characteristic of a Pete Carroll coach quarterback. Like all of the interceptions, that's not that's not something that 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 Pete Carroll wants to see from his quarterback, but that's something that Geno Smith has done this season. So I'm gonna say that he gets a pick off of Geno Smith tonight. So just one quick thing on this. If he has a pick six, he will equal touchdowns this year with Kenny Pickett and Zach Wilson. Oh, man. Wow. <laughs> Just think about that for a second. I think he has the third most receiving touchdowns in the NFC East. <laughs> Wait a second. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got to look. Smalls will give you the next one. Now I got to look that up. That yeah. is an amazing yeah. stat. That is yeah. an incredible stat. The third most receiving. It's like he's playing against me. Yeah. That's right. Man. At Nyack. Tough place to play. Tough place to play. Tough place to play. play. Well, something that at the beginning of the season we all thought would be an interesting game, the Denver Broncos and the Houston Texans. Can he or can't he? Russell Wilson throwing for over 218 and a half passing yards. I'm going to go under on this one because I don't think that that's what Sean Payton wants from Russ. I mean, look at the game last year. I mean, last week against – um, against the Cleveland Browns. It wasn't a, a situation where he asked a lot from Russ. I mean, Russ had 22 pass attempts, but he only had 134 yards. Less Russell Wilson is more for the Denver Broncos. They'll dial it up in two-minute situations, third down red zone. But I think Russ is more of a game manager. And you saw what, what Sean is doing is using Russ as a runner in design quarterback runs now as well. So I don't think Russ is going to get close to 218 and a half passing yards. Not that anyone was doubting CC's stats and info. AJ Brown has seven receiving touchdowns. <laughs> CD Lamb has six receiving touchdowns. So he's third, and he would be tied for second with a pick six if CD Lamb does not have a touchdown tonight. I'm cheering for that hard. <laughs> That's amazing. That is an incredible. That is stat. absolutely amazing. CD Lamb. So De- I'm up to CJ De- Stroud now. Yes, you okay. have to CJ Stroud. Because uh, I wasn't listening to anything we, we just said because I was just uh, fascinated by this stat. <laughs> CJ Stroud now. <laughs> I was just completely fascinated by the, where DeRon Bland re- ranks in receiving touchdowns. In the Can, NFC East. In the <laughs> NFC East. Can CJ Stroud throw for over one and a half passing TGs this weekend? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you don't think CJ Stroud can get that? Why, I'm why, you. Why, why, why wouldn't you think that he. I'm, I'm just saying, yeah. CJ, listen, the Denver Broncos defense has been great when it comes to takeaways. 
They've given up some yards, though. I mean, 15 takeaways over the last four games. That's a lot for the Denver Broncos defense, so ball security will be at a premium. And C.J. Stroud told us in an interview that he prides himself on that, but that's not going to stop him from throwing the ball. He said that two weeks ago when he threw in a, three interceptions in one game. It's not going to stop him from throwing the ball. He's going to throw the ball. He's going to go over one-and-a-half passing touchdowns. Absolutely, C.J. Stroud. 49ers-Eagles. Can Jalen Hurts score two or more touchdowns against that San Francisco defense? After scoring five touchdowns? Of course he can. Of course he can. And here's the thing that I love about the Eagles offense. They can give it to you any way you want it. They can do it with the running game. They can do it with the vertical passing game. They can use the short passing game, West Coast style, as an extension of the running game. There are a lot of elements to the Eagles offense. And Jalen Hurts getting healthier and their willingness to use him as a runner is what makes this the offense that much more dynamic. That's what blows the roof off when Jalen Hurts is a threat to run the football on those design runs. He ended the game last week against Buffalo with a design run quarterback draw. That's the difference. That's next to impossible to prepare for. So I'm going to say, yes, he can score more than two touchdowns. This Deron Bland stat is the most fascinating stat, second most fascinating stat I've heard. The most fascinating stat is that last week during the Pats game, I believe it was Ben Volan tweeted out of the Boston Globe that if Mac Jones threw the ball into the ground 21 straight times, you would have a better QBR than what he had during the game. Again, found a way to work the Patriots in. Oh, that was a negative one. Again, a negative one. Again, found a way to work it in. A negative one, to be fair. Found a way to work it in. Then I'm going to give our guy Purdy, rocking all night long. Last one, Kenny or Kenny, brought to you by Granger. Can he throw for over 254 and a half passes? I'm going to say he does. I'm going to say he does. He didn't get a chance to to get at the Philadelphia Eagles in the conference championship game when it mattered most. I think Brock Purdy comes out and makes a statement this week against that Eagles secondary that has shown itself to be suspect in terms of giving up yards. All right, coming up, we have our unsportsmanlike moment of the day, Kenny's best bet as well. But first, CeCe has this from Vivid Seats. Oh, yes. Haven't been to an NFL game yet this year? What are you waiting for? Vivid Seats has your back for all your ticket needs. See every tackle, every touchdown, every play live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you can earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans. That's why they offer unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, and more. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is time now for our Unsportsmanlike moment of the day here with Michelle Swoman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, with you where we play you something, talk about things funny, different, weird, memorable. 
So yesterday, we had the opportunity to fill in for Greeny, 10 a.m. to noon Eastern time, which uh, I'll be a part of again with Hembo today in just a few minutes. And Greeny actually joined a CCNI in the first hour. Smalls was there for the, the second hour of the show. And Greeny, uh, as he announced, has COVID, so we're not making fun of him by any stretch of imagination with that. But, um, yeah, he wasn't necessarily um, vocally ready to go uh, yesterday. So he had two coughs. We're going to listen to these one by one, and we will break them down here. Greeny cough one. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like the um, six packs a day, right? (laughs) What that sounds like? Not Tupac, six pack. It kind of sounds like an evil laugh to me. One more time, guys, if we could. Greeny Greeny cough one. Oh, okay. my gosh. Now, this yeah. one was named on the show yesterday after his offensive coordinator for his football team, the New York Jets, Nathaniel Hackett. This is the Hackett. Take a listen. So uh, they, this, uh-huh. Uh-huh. That is, and CC would be aha in the background. One more time to the Hackett. So they, this, uh-huh. Uh-huh. That is the Hackett. Oh, boy. So, Greedy, we hope you are feeling better. All right, nominee number two for unsportsmanlike moments. We've got Greedy's coughs, number one. Uh, LeBron James actually got a, a T last night for flopping on offense. But on 710 ES, ESPN LA in Los Angeles, there was a phenomenal call on the Lakers radio network. John Ireland, Michael Thompson do such a great job with the Lakers. But they were stunned by watching what they were watching because this never gets called in the NBA. Take a listen. Davis into the front court. Got a flop, flopping foul on who? What? I don't understand this call. Do That's you? a flop. That's a flop, Simon. You see a, a, a when you see a referee go like that, means it's a flop. Somebody flopped. And Wait a minute, the Lakers were on offense. Yeah. But How do you flop on offense? Somebody, Ireland. Have you been watching the NBA the last twenty years? <laughs> Guys, a little contact coming. They throw themselves around like a fish just landed on a boat deck. So that's a flopping call. Somebody tried to exaggerate. Well, they called it on LeBron. They said that Isaiah Stewart took a shot and LeBron faked a flop. But he called it very late. So Michael Thompson compared the LeBron flop that he got a tee up for to a fish flailing on a boat deck. (laughs) You went fishing recently, CeCe. Does that look like a fish floating or flailing Flailing. on a boat deck? It's a Jace. That's it's what a, a flop it's a is Jays. in the it's NBA. Pretty close. Yeah, it's a Jace. So that's a good comp. Yeah, I'm not holding it against a guy, though, in year 21. I'm not doing that. 21. No, I'm not either. Sorry, but I like sorry. Michael. When John Ireland is like, oh, I can't believe that. Michael's like, have you watched the NBA the last 20 years? <laughs> and the way in which the flopping occurs. Now, uh, next nominee, unsportsmanlike moment of the day. So uh, Christopher Maddog Russo was on first take yesterday on ESPN, 10 a.m. Eastern time, like he always is on Wednesdays. And... Um, well, he wasn't enjoying the Bears and the Vikings game for Monday Night Football, and uh, Doggy made it clear they didn't think other people were as well. See, Buck and Aikman, uh, now I was watching the, uh, listening to the Rob Reiner podcast on Who Killed JFK. Okay. Obviously. Oh, you okay. keep talking I about it. Oh, they've been crying out loud. It wasn't Oswald. But if you was, you got a lot of people helping. Anyway. A lot of people. A lot of anyway. people. I think we've all seen enough of the Bears. Of what? The Bears. The Bears. The Bears. <laughs> last year, right, right. they lost their last 10 games. And I understand they got a lot of mouths to feed with the NFL schedule makers. But who in their right mind in May decided to put the Bears on in 2023? <laughs> Five times on national <laughs> government. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the Bears. Right. Are you, the, you know the Texans with Stroud have not been on TV once? 
The Bears went against Carolina. Oh, Carolina? Are you kidding me? Against Washington. Against the Georgians. Against Minnesota. Boy, Bucket Aikman was so annoyed doing that. Bucket Aikman so annoyed doing that game. The Bears <laughs> on primetime yet again. Okay, last nominee for Unsportsmanlike Moment of the Day. Uh-oh. Doggy on his gambling losses. First take. Before you go on, let me ask you this question. How much money have you lost? Oh, he doesn't know. Tell the truth, doggy. You want to know the truth? Yes. I know you know. He does know, Molly. Take a stab at it. I would say you've lost about $150,000. Marcus? I go go 100. 50. In between. What the hell does that mean? In between one. We gave you three numbers. We gave you three, not two. In between what? 85. I said 50. Oh. About yeah. 80. That's so, so 75, yeah. 80. Okay. Yeah, right. 75, 80. That's Mad dog. That's one appearance here. That's one. Hold on one second. One second. <laughs> oh, why do you do this? We're in a tough economy. You set yourself up. That's funny. That's funny. I love your People ghoulish People are out here struggling. He's lying. A new word. I, 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 I am lying, lying about He's that. Lying. No He's text lying. messages, bosses, please. Not helpful. I don't want to hear it. He's only playing. Unsportsmanlike moment. Is it the greeny cough? Is it the John Ireland Michael? Thompson fish comparison for LeBron. Is it Doggy saying nobody wants to watch Monday Night Football that's calling the game or Doggy's gambling losses? I'm going to say Doggy. Three. I'll take what's behind door number three. Small Doggy? I'm going to take the two greeny coughs. The greeny coughs. The greeny yeah, coughs. the greeny coughs. The greeny coughs are oh bad. Oh my gosh. The hackets. All right, CC. hopefully you can advise Dog on uh, Kenny's best bet, ESPN bet, the bet of the night here, because obviously um, Doggy's not winning a lot of his bets. <laughs> yeah, well, neither was I. So we took a night off last night. We're back at it with the best bet, the ESPN bet of the night. We're going to go dabble into Thursday night football, the NFL, back in action, week 13, kicking off. I've got a three-leg parlay, and we're going to go over 12.5 rushing yards for Dak Prescott. Over 84 and a half receiving yards for CeeDee Lamb, and we're going to take the under 47 and a half total points scored tonight. So, three leg parlay Dak Prescott over 12 and a half rushing yards, CeeDee Lamb over 84 and a half receiving yards, and we're going to take the under 47 and a half points on team point total. It pays out at plus 660. Ooh. 100 bucks to get you $660. Plus 660, small, so like a lot that. of juice. like that. A lot of juice on that one. Can we make an agreement? If the Cowboys do win tonight and they win handily over the Seahawks, we're not going to downgrade the Seahawks tomorrow. We're just going to upgrade the Cowboys. Or are we not ready to make that agreement? It depends on what the game we'll make that. Like. We'll make that agreement for the Cowboys <laughs> two, two, two weeks from now. So you're, Okay, so he already just did it. He's already told you that he's not sure that tomorrow, even if all these bets hit for him on ESPN Bet, he is not sure if tomorrow at 6 a.m. Eastern, if the Cowboys win tonight 28-10, he's not sure that his angle tomorrow may just be... The, the Seahawks, Seahawks were State. non-competitive against the 49ers. They were not 31-13 they lost last week, Thanksgiving. If they lose again to the Dallas, uh, just I don't know. We're on to Friday. We're on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. I don't know. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.